you know, you're not really a Dalmatian guy, which they're referring to the coast as the Dalmatian coast, until, you know, you've killed an octopus, and that is biting it between the eyes. Hello, listeners. Today we're heading to the beach in sunny Croatia. You'll probably recognize this coastal destination by the picturesque white sandy beaches or possibly by its cameo appearances in the popular series Game of Thrones. There's tons to discover in Croatia, which hit its record high in tourism this past year. I'm joined by Ashley Colburn, the two-time Emmy-winning TV producer and host who turned her passion for travel into a career. Today, Ashley shares with me her secret to living the dream life abroad, as well as how to best experience Croatia's breathtaking national parks, delicious seafood, which includes live octopus apparently, and addicting atmosphere. So let's mosey on down to the Dalmatian coast with Ashley Colburn. Sharing tips, tricks, and tales from around the globe, this is Travel for the Next Generation. You're listening to the Andy Steves Travel Podcast. Episode number four. I have Ashley Colburn, travel aficionado, entrepreneur, TV producer, travel host, and more on the line with us. Ashley, welcome and thanks so much for, for joining us today. Hello there. Greetings from Croatia. <laughs> nice. So you mentioned a second ago you're in Split. Can you can you tell us just a, a little bit about what that town's like? Yeah, so Split is on the coast of Croatia and it's most famous because it's the uh, it has the old city, which has the Diocletian Palace, but then it's very accessible to all of Croatia's islands. And Croatia has more than 1,200 islands. So a lot of people will come and make their way here when visiting Croatia, maybe on their way to Dubrovnik as well. Gotcha, gotcha. So Ashley and I connected, I don't know, several years ago as, you know, travel people do people who are active on travel instagram or facebook or you name it always paying attention to what blogs are out there of course i came across ashley's uh, social media and it seems like you've adopted croatia as your own country i mean you you're you're there that's your that's your passion that's what you're all about is that right yeah, so Croatia has definitely become my second home. And what's funny is I really have no Croatian blood or roots in me at all. It really just was that place that I visited for the first time in 2009 when I was filming my first travel show called Wow Croatia. And then since then, I think I came back probably 25 times. And just this last March, I bought a place here. So it really is my second home. And I feel I'm learning the language now. I have family, people that are, you know, friends that be, have become family. So it really feels like I live here, even though really it's probably six months out of the year. I thought I was going to get temporary residency, but it actually turns out that I'm getting honorary citizenship. So because of all of the promotion that I have given Croatia. So it's a little bit different in my case. Uh, I actually soon will be a Croatian citizen. Wow, that's exciting. So wh who, who pulled strings? Like somebody in the tourist board called up the consulate or something? Or I mean, really, it's just been one of those things where I kept doing a whole bunch of travel shows here and promoting the country. Now I'm writing a guidebook about Croatia. Uh, and so somehow I managed to get recommended, uh, you know, it's really a small country, only 4 million people. So once you do get to know, uh, certain people in different circles throughout the country, you know, it is, it is funny how things work mm -hmm. out. 
which is one of the things I love about it. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me a little bit of Italy where, you know, it's, it's all about the people that you know. And it's all about, you know, the favors that you do each other. So one time I was at dinner with my Roman guide and he tells us about this Easter tradition where on the East Coast you go out and get an octopus and... First off, the first thing you have to do is bite its head and then smash it against the wall and then you fry it up and I'll eat it together. Um, and he said it, said it in such a matter-of-fact way. I was like, wait, 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 wait. You said you, you, you have to bite the octopus's head? And it's like, yeah, so the ink doesn't go in everywhere <laughs> or something like that. And then I saw your picture doing what looks to be the same thing. Is that right? Yeah, so this summer, actually, my whole family, 24 family members and friends came and we rented a boat and went island hopping around. And I had always heard, because my favorite thing to eat in Croatia is octopus salad. And I would hear the guys here down on the coast say that, you know, you know you're not really a Dalmatian guy, which they're referring to the coast as the Dalmatian coast until, you know, you've killed an octopus, and that is biting it between the eyes. But they will say that what they do is they dive down to get them, and then obviously they don't like how the legs are wrapping around their arms. So what it does is it paralyzes them. So this summer, to bite we its went head. and... Uh, what, what exactly yeah, paralyzes them? Yeah, so literally, them? when you bite in between the eyes, that's what paralyzes them. <laughs> okay. Paralyze, kill, one or the other, I mean... <laughs> Well, I guess and kill them <laughs> as well. It sounds so awful and I sound so evil. But I did do that. And so now I can say that I feel like a real Dalmatian girl because I have done this. And then we cooked it up on the boat and we ate it and it was great. Oh my gosh, that's great. What a what a tradition. <laughs> but I actually have to tell you that I was doing an interview on the news station here in Croatia and they have translators who are talking into my ear and then who are also translating to the viewers. And I'm pretty sure that the guy, I was telling this story on TV, and I think that the guy was not from the coast. So he was from the capital city, so he had no idea. So instead of translating that I bit the octopus, he, he said, and the octopus bit her. The octopus bit her. And so people at, at home that were from the coast were like, she didn't say the octopus bit her. She said she bit the octopus. But I think they didn't believe that I actually did it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm glad to hear regional um, identities and cultures are still strong in Croatia. <laughs> oh, as strong as ever. So um, let's, let's back up just a little bit. You come from uh, San Diego originally? Yes, born and raised San Diego. For everyone who's been to California, you know, they know that we do have the desert, we have the ocean, mountains, you can surf and snowboard the same day. And while the geography of Croatia, it's actually kind of similar too, because it's such a long coast, just like California. So I actually like to compare the two that the climates are sometimes a bit similar. But um, I mean, one reason and really the main reason that I would say that I live here in Croatia is because of the lifestyle. I mean, the lifestyle is so great. It's much cheaper, too. And the fact that they are part of the European Union, but they haven't they don't have the euro yet. So it's still the kuna. And I mean, it's still a really good value. I know when Italy changed to the euro, you know, things suddenly became more expensive. And, and that will happen here. Obviously, tourism is becoming more and more popular. But the everyday lifestyle, food, people, all of that, it's great. And that's why I like to call it home. 
So um, back to San Diego to Croatia, like where'd you do your undergrad and at what point did you figure, you know what, I can make a living off of making travel shows? Because one of the questions that I get all the time is, Andy, you must have the most amazing job in the world. What, how do I get into it? And I'm sure people say the same thing to you. Well, um, yes, I get asked probably multiple times a day how I do what I do. Long story short, I always knew I wanted to be, or I thought I always wanted to be a news reporter. So I majored in broadcast journalism and I went to Colorado State because they had a student-run TV station where basically I could report on real stories and you know, it operated just like a news station would. It's just run by students. So we had broadcasts every night. And so that's really why I went there. And it was the best experience. Uh, but when I graduated, I applied for jobs all over the world. And uh, my first job, I got hired as a host and producer. And it wasn't for a specific show at Wealth TV, which was in San Diego. So I lucked out in the fact that I got to go home. Um, and I started hosting shows on cars, yachts, jets, fashion weeks, like Miami Fashion Week. And, but ultimately, I always wanted to do a travel show. And so I just pitched the idea to my boss. And he agreed. And that first show was to Croatia. And when I got back with it, he said, um, just keep doing this. So I filmed two seasons of Takeoff with Ashley Colburn, 24 countries in two and a half years six continents. So I was very busy. And every month I was, you know, in a new country filming these shows. And so I did that at Wealth TV for two and a half years before I left to start my own production company. Oh, my goodness. And before that time, that first show that you did in Croatia, what did you have any affinity for Croatia? Well, honestly, see, I studied abroad in Spain. And it's so funny. And I feel so stupid when I look back on it, how, you know, Croatia is really not that far away. And I really had no idea anything about it. But it was my brother had just finished backpacking all of Europe. And he showed me his photos. And I saw a picture of Plipice Lakes. And he said that of all the countries in Croatia or in Europe, Croatia was his favorite. And so soon just Croatia became that top spot that I wanted to visit. And when I thought of the idea of pitching a travel show, I thought if I don't know that much about it, surely they're going to want the promotion. And that's kind of how it became the first uh, travel show that I ever did. And then, yes, I was smitten and just wanted to be back. And here <laughs> I am today. I need to go to Dubai to do another show, but I wish I was back in, in Croatia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. So um, were you responsible for researching, writing, of course, being the host, and then producing at the end? Like, what was your involvement, like, front to back? So while I was at Wealth TV, I mean, one of the best things about being there was it was kind of similar to what it was like in college doing the news because we learned to do everything. So I, I mean, honestly, I did everything. I had a cameraman and an editor, but I researched everything, booked the flights, wrote the scripts, did even the offline edit. I also edit. Um, and so that's why after two and a half years of doing that, there was really nowhere else for me to go in the company. So in 2011, that's when I started a production company. And that's what I still do now is I'm still producing international travel shows, but I'm distributing them myself around the world. So I also attend these conferences where I make deals with the networks, but my new series, and I guess it's not so new now, but I'm continuing to film is called Wonders. And I did Wonders of Croatia, Wonders of Slovenia, Wonders of Latvia, and Wonders of Switzerland. And this winter, I'm doing Wonders of Asia. So I'll be all over Asia. Oh, my goodness. 
That's just fascinating to me because that's that's taken on substantial risk. Substan- you're taking a chance if you're like investing in um, hiring a cameraman, um, going around, spending all that time and energy writing it, uh, and then distributing it yourself. How has that been going? I mean, that can't that that must be a huge challenge. Well, at first it was really well. Okay, so before I left Wealth TV, I already had made some deals with some networks that they would buy the programs. So that was obviously. I was going to do that because it is very risky. Um, But the best thing I did was two years ago, I signed with a distributor. So now rather than being that person that's going to sell them and making the contracts and all of that, I now have a distributor who does it. Yes, they take 20%, but it's a full-time job in itself. So that was one thing I wanted to keep producing the content and then using the distributor really was the best business move that I ever did. Uh, because it allows me to still work and do what I love and, of course, produce this new content. And ultimately, it, the shows get in more homes. So, And it's every quarter, you know, I'm getting a list of the new networks and everything. So it's been going really great. And that's why I'm filming more in Asia. You know, I did a lot of Europe, but now they want a whole different region of the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tough life. What, what's on the list? Japan? Uh, Thailand? <laughs> Actually, some really cool places, Myanmar, Nepal, Bhutan, like, so I'll be Thailand for sure as well, Japan, (laughs) yeah. So I'm always looking for all the crazy adventures and, Mm. you know, places that are a little bit, I mean, at one time, Croatia was off the beaten path, uh, and I've even seen it progress day, like, I mean, even in Split today, the sun is shining there's tours, tourists still here. And the season used to end, you know, in August. Um, it's kind of fun to see countries advance in tourism and find them and discover them a bit before everybody else does. Coming up. I'm Ashley Colburn. Get ready because this destination has a hidden heritage we're about to uncover. Welcome to Croatia. This episode of Andy Steve's Travel is brought to you by Detours. Travel your own way. Detours include your sightseeing and accommodation reservations in each city you're going to, so you can show up and connect the dots at your own pace. Have all the fun, but none of the headache. It's like a guidebook that makes the reservations for you. Pick a city and date at andysteves.com, book your detour, and then spend your time on the fun stuff, like finding farmer's markets and restaurants, because the detour package takes care of everything else. Two or three nights accommodation and key sites included. Learn more and book your adventure today at andysteves.com. Is seven days adequate, 10 days to do kind of an overall uh, experience of Croatia? Would you kind of walk us through some of the main cities? Or Yeah. So Croatia, I would say, definitely is worthy of seven to 10 days for sure, longer if you have it. But a lot, a lot of Americans who are coming, you know, we only have two weeks vacation or some people. So it's kind of hard to really fit so much in. But I always recommend that people fly into Zagreb, the capital city, It's actually a really great city. At least have one, you could have two days there um, and rent a car. See, the thing about Croatia, though, is it's like shaped like a backwards seven. So it's uh, public transportation is really good. But obviously, if you want to see the most, you know, as much as you can, then having a car really gives you that true Croatian experience, seeing the the grandma selling things on the side of the road and stopping and um, and working your way from Zagreb to the coast. And on the way, you stop at Plipice Lakes. So just to visualize, just to visualize really yeah. quick, you got this backward seven. Zagreb would be in the yeah. the in the in the crossbar of the seven up up top, right? 
No, that's actually, well, it's maybe a backward seven wasn't a very good description. The, the point of the seven of the backwards, that's actually where I live. So um, I'm not there right now, but um, it's the region of Istria. So it's the northwestern peninsula. Uh, Zagreb is like in the middle of the top of the seven, if yeah. that makes sense. So mm -hmm. it's, it's continental. And then you're working your way um, to that point. And I would always recommend people to visit Istria. And that is that northwestern peninsula. It's home of truffles. Uh, it's definitely, well, many would argue, you know, this is a territory, a regional thing, but I would say the best food in Croatia. <laughs> um, so you go there to eat. There's the vineyards. There's the olive oil, um, which you can obviously find throughout the country, but it's really well known. And then working your way down to the coast. Obviously, Split is a great place to leave the car spend a couple days in Split, and then there's ferries that are very well connected. So you can visit the island of Vis, Hlar, Brach. Those are three islands that I really recommend. Korčula is also great. And finish your trip in Dubrovnik, which is at the very bottom, the tip, and then fly out of Dubrovnik back to wherever you need to go. And am I crazy, or is that little part of Croatia that Dubrovnik is in, is that like locked by another country? Um, uh, or, or am yeah. I crazy? No, you're not crazy. Okay. So uh, <laughs> Bosnia-Herzegovina has a small little, you actually have to go through the border if you're driving. If you go mm. by boat, you don't have to worry about it. But actually right now they're building a bridge that will connect uh, the Pelješac Peninsula, which is a really popular wine region, to Dubrovnik. So that you will avoid that. But if you go by car, you do have to show your passport. Wow. And so they, they, they build a bridge so you don't need to cross a border? Yes, because just the way when the country's divided from former Yugoslavia to Bosnia, Herzegovina, Croatia, there was part of the sea, basically, that Bosnia, Herzegovina was going to get. And so that's why they have, and maybe you drive through it for five to 10 minutes. So you are technically in Bosnia Herzegovina, but they won't, uh, they don't really stamp the passport. So a lot of times people think, oh, good, I'm going to get a stamp to pass, another stamp in my passport, but, but you not really the case. don't. They just check. All yeah, right. yeah. Well, good stuff. So, so start north, head south. You'd recommend renting a car. Um, a, a lot of times in Western Europe, I would definitely recommend against renting a car. But you make a good point. I mean, um, Croatia is a funny-shaped country. You know, there's a lot of kind of um, on-the-side-of-the-road sites um, that you just got to make sure that to see, and which would be skipped by taking, taking a bus. Or um, is there a train system? It's a little bit odd. I mean, I wouldn't ever recommend the trains not to get around throughout Croatia. It takes too long. A bus would definitely be a better option if you were going to take public transportation. But uh, and the buses are great. And I will still take the bus sometimes if I, you know, want to work or, or something. They're very comfortable. The roads here are really, really good. The highways and people speak English here. So a lot of times people are surprised by that. But basically everyone, unless it's really an older person, uh, will manage to communicate. So it's actually very easy to travel around and no one needs to have any fears coming here. It's so safe. Mm -hmm. Middle of the night walking around. I mean, I feel safer here than I do at home. So how about time of year? Is, um, is there definitely a, a, a more popular travel season or like a time when it's not so pleasant to come? So there's definitely a popular time and that's July and August. 
So all the, and when I say popular, I mean, ultra Europe is happening in July and all the clubs are full. So if you really want the wild, crazy time to experience uh, Dalmatia, the coast and these islands, July and August. My favorite times are May and June. June, it's still quite pleasant. It's not so hot. May, obviously, is really nice. There's obviously a chance of rain sometimes, but May and June and then September, October is also really, really good. But like I said, I'm looking out at the sea right now. Sun is shining. <laughs> Don't even need a jacket. So, I mean, the weather is really good here on the coast uh, year round. But um, again, you always have a chance of rain. So. Sure, 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 sure. Well, and uh, let's see, I've heard crazy things about Var. If, if you want to have a, um, it sounds like the Ibiza almost of, of Croatia. I don't know. It actually used to be a really classy island where the rich and famous would go and like get dressed up to be seen and now it's like full of young people that are there to party because of ultra and all. so it's kind of weird I mean I like to go there but to me I see the prices are you know three times more expensive than all the other islands and they're crowded so I'm becoming I don't know if it's just I'm getting older or whatnot but I've had many many years of a lot of fun in Hoar and I still like to go and it's a beautiful island. So, but Huar Town, so these islands are actually quite big. Huar Town is where they are famous for uh, having a really good nightlife. But it's not like Ibiza where the clubs are like sitting out in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, good DJs come and, and it is fun. Yeah, they're starting to cater maybe to uh, Scandinavians, Brits, uh, people with money um, who are coming down to experience it, huh? Yeah, because it's still a lot cheaper than any of those countries. So even if I'm saying, oh, it's more expensive, that's because I'm used to paying like a dollar ten for a cup of coffee. So I don't want to pay four dollars there, even though that's normal <laughs> at home. But I don't know. It's yeah, I'm absolutely. getting very like picky with my prices. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's a great segue into um, would you kind of break down the cost of living or you know the cost of a trip a bed in a six bed dorm the cost of a beer or a cocktail um, maybe a, a, a good enough lunch and a nice dinner what what sort of price ranges are we looking at so here on the coast which I'm sure everybody will visit I'll kind of give an overview of that so split I believe uh, in the high season it's about 25 euros a night for a bed. That's July and August in a hostel. Uh, I would say that Airbnb and private accommodations that you can do on booking.com or the people that are offering the beds at the tourism board or something like that, you can always find a place for like 40 to 50 euros a night and you can sleep more than um, you know one person. So when you really break it down, that might even be cheaper. Because even some towns that... Like right now, I'm in a small like village called Kliss, where it takes me 10 minutes to get to the center. And the price here is going to be, I mean, it's really, they have Uber here too. So there's, I mean, they're quite advanced in these things, or even if you look a little bit outside of the city, if you're trying to watch your budget, uh, it could, it's really actually quite reasonable still. And this is again in the high season. So, um, and then I would say you can always eat a pretty good meal for, let's say, Let's say you did want to go fancy and have a five-course meal. Maybe that has some truffles in it, some wine pairings. I mean, this is fancy. Uh, let's say you pay 300 kuna for that, which is like 40 euros. So that would be uh -huh. something you would pay in the States like $150, $200, which I don't ever oh wouldn't do. I wouldn't do. Like, I mean, it's that quality. It's top, top, top. And then here it would be like 300 kuna, which is 40 euros. So 
Um, so then if you just want to eat a normal meal, it would be like 60 kuna, like $8, uh, maybe 70, 80 kuna sometimes. So you can still get something for $10, $11, something like that. Really good. And a beer, uh, not at a touristy place, but not at a bad place either, like a very standard beer? I would say it's like uh, 2 to $3. Yeah. 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 Isn't that amazing? I, I'm here in, in Colombia, and we have to take little motor motorcycle drivers into the little fishing village here. And the other night, it was us three plus the three motorcycle drivers. I was buying rounds for six people for $3. I mean, it was 50 cents a beer. <laughs> okay, so it's not that cheap beer. <laughs> and at first, I was like, geez, I have to, I have to buy all these people beers. I, don't, I didn't bring enough cash for this. And then, and then the first round was three bucks. I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, let's party. <laughs> well, hey, I don't think it would be um, a complete interview without asking you about a little bit about Game of Thrones in Croatia. Uh-huh. I'm sure you get this all the time. But uh, Croatia has become famous for these film locations, film sets. And and that's really driven a lot of traffic, right? So I'm curious about what are those sites, one, but two, how have you seen things change because of it? Yeah, well, I'm actually, remember I said I'm in a small village outside? I'm in Klis, which is Klis Fortress, which is one of the filming spots. So it's actually right behind me now. So I'm actually, I don't watch the show, but um, a lot of my friends, and I sat in wine cellars with the costume designers, and, you know, again, it's a small country, you get to know everybody, um, and then a lot of my friends were extras also in the show, so I, I've looked for them, and they've showed me, and um, it really has driven a lot of tourism, so Klis is really close to Split, that's one of the filming locations, uh, and then obviously Dubrovnik is King's Landing, so... That's one of the most popular. But the way I've seen tourism change is they do all these like Game of Thrones tours. So people will be dressed up as the characters and they take them up there, which especially for Klis, it's really good. Dubrovnik already has enough tourists. So in a way, I wouldn't say it's really, I mean, it's again, a place that I kind of might avoid because so many people are going there for that. It's not like they needed something else to bring more tourists because they have the cruise ships. But for Klis in these small villages, like it's really great for them. Um, and so, and a lot of people do sign up for these because they are huge fans. So I would say all in all, like all businesses, good business promotion. Um, they were lucky that, and you really can never build a set like Dubrovnik or like this Klis Fortress. I mean, that's how iconic these sites are um, here. And one reason everyone's coming here. So it is a great way to show them. So, I mean, I think it's helped a lot and people appreciate it. It's another uh, way to help the economy. Well, actually, thank you so much for taking the time for this call. I really appreciate it. And I definitely want to, already I have a list of things I want to talk about more about the, the regional identities in former Yugoslavia, current culture, current politics there in Croatia. I want to understand more about the EU and everything and how Croatia is going to be interacting with that. Um, so we, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, but I know you're a busy lady. So um, tell us, where, where can we look you up? How can we find you on social media? So probably the best way to keep track of me is on Instagram. So I'm Ashley underscore Colburn. So you can follow me there. And I'm also very active with the story now that I'm kind of stopped the Snapchat. Now I do that. So um, you can always see you, where, you do Snapchat where I am as well. There. Well, no, I stopped because now I'm just doing it. the Instagram story. I see. And that's, that's kind of a similar thing. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. 
I'm also on Twitter at Ashley Colburn, so there's no underscore on that. Sorry, it's kind of confusing. And then you can always go on my website, ashleycolburnproductions.com. And then uh, I have an Ashley Colburn Productions Facebook page. So Ashley Colburn Productions. Colburn, C-O-L-B-U-R-N. Well, good stuff. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, happy travels. And how do you, um, can you give us a, a so long and farewell in Croatian? Dovidenia. Dovidenia is goodbye. Or vidimose. That means see you later. Vidimose. Okay. Thanks very much for the uh, Croatian lessons. And uh, Ashley, it's been a pleasure. Thanks a million. Thanks again for listening. To find all show details, links, and tips at andysteves.com. You can connect with WSA Europe, Andy's tour company, at WSA Europe on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We'll see you next time. Happy travels.